All right. Now, the second thing to realize is that when you have um, uh, an inflective language like this, you're going to have several patterns that are going to be used. Now, the best we can do to illustrate this in English, as I said in our English review, is to think of how we handle plurals. All right, we have an S or an ES pattern for plural. So we have desk, and then we have desks. Wall, walls, floor, floor. All right, but as a kind of a sub-thingy, to use your kind of phraseology, Kathy, we have watch, and then we have as a plural, not that, right? We have watches. So you have your major pattern, and you have a kind of a related sub-pattern. Now, we're going to find that in Greek also. Here's, so the, we'll call this, we'll call this the S declension. All right? Now we have, in addition to that in our language, in how we form the plurals, we would have something like the um, EN declension. Ox, oxen, not oxes. Then you got this stupid little exceptional thing for child, childen. No, no, there's an R in there, right? But it's the same kind of thing, sort of. See, these little exceptional things that go on. Then we have the strong declension. That's the one where there's an internal change, all right? That's the one like this. Mouse, mice, goose, geese. Then we have the, I'm making this all up, of course. Then we have the chameleon declension. That's the one where it uh, just looks like something else, and it all stays the same. So you have sheep, sheep, deer, deer. And then finally, we have the foreign language declension, and that's the one as I say, that, uh, that makes its plurals the way the foreign language that stands behind it would make it. And this is cherub, cherubim. That's Hebrew. The I-M being the way Hebrew makes a plural. So that's... Um, and by the way, one thing you'll see, and maybe this occurred to you already, is a language will tend over the years to try to eliminate oddities to make it easier. So you'll hear people talk about cherubs. Say cherubs as if that's different than cherubim. You know, it's not like this. Cherubs are a lot of little plural cherub creatures, but cherubim are big adults that are bigger and stronger. You know, it's not like that. No, cherubim are plural cherubs. Now, so we would say, um, if, if we're just kind of making all this up, 
that essentially you have in English five declensions. And our words are going to fall into one of those patterns. Antenna, antennae, A-E. That's the foreign language declension. But chair, chairs, that's the S declension. And dear, dear, whoop, chameleon declension. See? So it's going to fall into one of those patterns. Now, that's what we have with Greek, with Latin, with German, and so on. You're going to get more bang for the buck than this, though, because what happens in a true inflected language like Greek, you're going to have different forms for these four cases in the singular, and then you're going to move over, and you're going to have four more forms in the plural, depending upon you know, which which declensional pattern that you've got. Now, there are in Greek four, I'm sorry, three major declensions. Three major declensions. There are four cases, as we've talked about, but three major declensions. There is the O declension, which has an O vowel someplace in the ending. This is called, in other books, the second declension. There is also the A declension. This is called in many other books the first declension. And then there is the so-called third declension. Now, I point out these names for you because I've made a few adjustments on those pages that are on reserve in the library for the cell book. He falls into the habit of calling the O declension the second declension. And he never kind of explains that. Well, I put a little O next to it and sort of bracketed it so you know that that's the same thing. We are going to be getting first the O declension and its patterns. So essentially, you're going to be getting eight forms. Four in the singular, four in the plural. Four nominative, genitive, dative, accusative in the singular. Four nominative, genitive, dative, accusative in the plural. Kind of like this. And this is crude as an example, but it's kind of like you have I, my, me, but that's really singular, isn't it? What's the plural? We, our, us. So we have six for the first person personal pronoun. Well, Greek's going to split out those two object ones, so it'll have eight. But it's not going to be as arbitrary as we, our, us, they, their, them. You know, what the heck? It's all over the place. Uh, you know, it, it's going to, there are going to essentially be three patterns. An O declension pattern with a couple of sub-thingies, an A declension pattern with a couple of sub-thingies, and a third declension with the same thing. What are we getting for tomorrow? The O declension. We're getting the O declension. Now, in terms of frequency, in terms of frequency, how frequent are each of these three? They're about a third, a third, a third. So we are not getting one that's a minority one by any means. Okay. 
Now, we're going to start out, and here is what I'm going to do, and I've been doing this increasingly. It's why I want you to have your book closed. I'm only going to give you part of the morphology at first. And the reason for that is I want then to talk about syntax, how the stuff goes together, like with the verb and so on, so that we're not drowning in a sea of morphology, which is the forms. Let's put these words up so you're clear on these. Morphology has to do with forms. Syntax has to do with the relation of meanings to each other. So if you have this sentence, Jim kills Bob. If somebody asks you, why is there an S on the end of kills? Because you don't say, we kill Bob. We don't say, we kills Bob. That's a morphology question. Okay, But if you ask something like, how do you know that Bob is the one who died in that sentence. That's a syntax question. That is relationship among the meanings.